Fit for Life Radio, episode number 116. Will and I, coming at you this week, we are going to be diving into fad diets. A lot of them. Ridiculous ones. Ranking or talking about the most ridiculous fad diets. And really more just, yeah, kind of having a chuckle a little bit at what we, we used to believe at one point and uh, helping you see the common theme of the history of fad diets. And they just keep coming back. It's not like in 1950 they just decided like, oh, let's do something wild. They've been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully what, what to do about it all and realize why would a fad diet even work? Because they do or they can, but it also depends on what, what are you trying to achieve? Yeah. Yeah, there's some cool ones. Well, not cool, but (laughs) interesting, maybe a better word. So, let's go back. Let's go back in time. 175 BC. With the cabbage and urine diet. I got it. (laughs) Just go ahead, man. (laughs) Back then, you think they had, like, a library? Like you go to a Barnes and Scrobles. Flipping <laughs> 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 through the scrolls. Oh, and you're shit. like, hmm, the cabbage in urine diet. Yeah, I never thought of this. How do you find out about stuff like this? Just the streets back then? I don't know. It was an apothecary. But Mr. Cato the Elder. The Elder. Was a Roman statesman, writer, and public speaker. So that's probably how. And he was a massive fan of cabbage. And you know this dude just had a cabbage farm and he yeah. was like, man, how can I sell more cabbage? He not only promoted eating plenty of cabbage, but also drinking the urine of people who had a diet high Stop in cabbage. Stop it. So you see right there where sometimes just, so he was a writer and public speaker. And he probably had some charisma. So it's almost the same as noun, where unfortunately anyone that wants to, like us, yeah. say stuff. You can. You can say what you think and what yeah. you feel and what you want with no... And yeah, sometimes people latch on to And it. if you're confident enough, people are like, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So always just remember, just because someone says something, yeah. us and, included. And if it feels ridiculous, it probably is. Man, Drinking he, urine, though. Hey, can you picture if he had, like, Instagram now? He'd be like, what do you think his handle would be? Cabbage Man, double O. I don't know, man. Cabbage pee. So, anyways, he believed that cabbage... So, you already... So, here's the problem, right? And this is what happens nowadays with claims. People tie their identity to specific, um, you know, diets or things, and then they're going to be biased, right? And then if they build their... Even more, if they build their brand on a specific method... They can't afford. You can't go anywhere else to then, you know, evolve, right? Because then their whole brand crumbles. And do people's expectation of other people, like say his followers, mm-hmm. know him as the cabbage guy? So if one day he was like, "Oh, you know what, man, cabbage, nah, cabbage isn't it." Well, then all the people that have this like expectation and image of him are going to be really upset that he's not fitting into that box anymore, and no one's going to want to listen to you when you do that. And okay. it's an unfortunate reality of something like that. Uh, and a common one is the insulin theory of obesity. Oh, yeah. Where 
Uh, Gary Tobbs is kind of the originator. Yeah. And who? Uh, He's the big name I know. I don't know if anybody else is. There's another guy. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll uh, see if we can find the guy. But yeah, there's and there's a lot of proponents of the insulin theory model of obesity, and it just doesn't hold up, right? But some of these people have built their brand, written all their books on it, and they can't change, right? So, and one of them, Gary Tobbs, even he, they did a, a entire study, funded, like solid study to where he was like really probably hoping this was going to prove him right. Mm -hmm. And he even said if it, if it did not prove his theory, he would admit to it. And ironically, the study which was a very popular study. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I'll uh, find the exact study where it, they, and it was very well done, lots of people, and they equated calories as equal, and then had some people on low carb and some people on low fat. And if you're not familiar with the insulin theory of obesity, it's that when we eat carbs, our body releases more insulin, insulin, which is a storage hormone. So yeah, then our body uh, will store these nutrients, but it doesn't just store it as fat. It also stores stuff in muscles and things like that. It's required. And so a lot of people think, oh, well, if we just don't release a lot of insulin, we won't store body fat. Yeah, and you won't gain any weight. So yeah, if you just eat basically mostly fat, calories low lowish moderate protein fat avoid carbs it's impossible to gain yeah fat. gain weight and that's a lot of the uh the high fat keto community for a while and i think it's still out there have this understanding that you can eat as much food as you want as long as you don't eat carbs and you won't gain any weight and that's just not true yeah and that's so a simple debunking is okay if this model and theory were true, then how could anyone, which has been done, and, and like the study showed, well, people that eat carbs every meal can still lose weight and do lose weight. Yeah. Right? So that's one. So how is that possible? And then the flip is, it would also mean that if you only ate protein and fat, it wouldn't matter how much you ate, you would never gain body fat. And here's the thing. There's people who only eat protein and fat and have gained and do gain yeah. body fat, body weight. How is that possible? You can't go so against So right there, it's, it's done. But anyways, he still ran the study because the kind of <clears throat> contrary to that is that it comes down to your energy intake, mm -hmm. right? So if your calorie intake. Um, so he ran a study equating the high-fat people diet and low-carb versus high-carb and low-fat they were each consuming an equal amount of calories. And then lo and behold, they all equally lost the same amount mm -hmm. of weight. Actually, so one, the other guy's Robert Lustig, right? He's the guy who coined sugar being a poison. And then, so on the study, the low-carb diet led to a 22% reduction in insulin secretion, okay? Which is what, I, what you would expect when you're not eating carbs. Um, however, the 
the people in the low fat actually lost more fat than the people in the low carb, which is actually the opposite of what they were trying to prove. Um, so, so what happens when you, is that insulin goes up? Yeah. So um, that caught me off guard. Yeah. The uh, yeah, the it, it was probably one of the best um, as far as like how the study was set up. Mm-hmm. Like it says, like it was very. Very meticulous, very obsessive, mm-hmm. and all their food was controlled for. So, like, it was a good study. It just didn't have the outcome that he wanted. Yeah. And another one is Jason Fung. So, Jason Fung, Gary Tobbs, Robert Lustig, they all, and if you look, you'll notice, they all have books. Mm-hmm. They all have brands. Everything built on this one theory. Yeah. Right? So, that's normally not then where you want to get all your information from. No. And here's the thing. So, yeah, they've all promote maybe like a lot of intermittent fasting and low carb, high fat diets. And here's the thing. Which aren't terrible. Those are methods that can work great. It's just that the mechanism they're working isn't the insulin theory, right? Yeah. So if you enjoy eating higher fat, lower carb foods and being the majority of your diet and it helps keep you in check with your overall intake, it's going to work, right? But then some people who find... They try that and they hate it and they're trying to force it. Go find a different method, right? Don't, don't kind of fall for the, fa- uh, the know, fad right now. Like that, that is the fad, right? Is mm-hmm. that, um, those kind of diets are in favor, but we meet just as many people who come in. They're like, I'm doing keto and I'm gaining weight. I don't know what's wrong. Yeah. And what then, should I do? Yeah. And yeah. So that's how fad diets kind of start. So, so now we'll go back to. We'll hit a couple more. <laughs> to where we were with the cabbage and urine diet. So you see it's someone who's already partial to it, builds his whole image he in brand on it, and he's going to always push that narrative. Well, it even said, man, that um, yeah, well, he, he, he failed to save the lives of his wife and son mm-hmm. doing the cabbage soup and urine diet, but still kept on it. Even after that, he like wouldn't give it up. Yeah. So he was tied to that like it was part of his identity and he couldn't he couldn't see anything else it gets tied to your identity to your ego you know to to where it's not even about other people you you don't want to be wrong because you because at one point you believed this yeah and then your world comes crashing down if you're wrong and you have everything tied to it so that's kind of the root right so when you now compare to 175 bc to 2022 you see like how people can get rooted in this <laughs> yeah. stuff. So Still one thing stuff. always is listen and follow people who are diet agnostic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're looking for principles and not just specific methods and saying this is the only way. Yeah, when things are overly specific, like mm-hmm. the cabbage and urine or some other ones we'll go over, yeah. then it's generally not going to be your best bet. And we're lucky. Yeah, we're fitness professionals. We work in the industry for decades. And you see things that I've seen client lose 100 pounds on a carnivore all meat and fat diet yeah i've seen a client use a lose 50 60 pounds on a vegan diet so high carb low fat you know we've seen people so the different methods they can work fine and they worked because that person enjoyed it and could Mm -hmm. do it over the long haul and consistently so telling and preaching like this is the only way is normally a red flag always um so now we'll 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 get into some ridiculous move ones. along here to the arsenic diet pills oh in my God. the late eighteen hundreds. 
These Victorian diet pills were advertised as miracle cures, which could speed up the metabolism. Wow. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> uh, um, and obviously, most of us are familiar with arsenic and arsenic poisoning. Just a poison. Mm-hmm. So, so that that one's been around forever, right? Like, quick fix. Let me take this pill. Let me speed up my metabolism. You know, I mean, someone's tagged me in something on Facebook the other day. It was some like little bean-looking thing that you put over your belly button, in your belly button, and put tape over it. And... What's the bean do, man? I don't know. I couldn't. I need to know. It made me uncomfortable. Well, I don't like like if it having anything touch my belly button, so that's a no-go for me. But in this one, I think most people, unless you're in like a desperate situation and you just don't want to make any real changes, yeah, you. Oh, uh, let me try this fat loss pill, right? Mm -hmm. And they're uh, still around and they're everywhere. Most people, you know, wise up to that stuff. So I don't <laughs> think we need to spend too much time there. Nah. But you see, yeah, it's quick fix. It's easy. So people are going to fall for it. This next one, man. The early 1900s. You want to drop it on? Them? I got it. So this one is the uh, the tapeworm diet. Mm -hmm. You just, you eat a tapeworm and, you know, so, it, it <laughs> and this is a good one, right? Because in actuality, it kind of works. It does and, because it eats your food for yeah, you. But then it's like, okay, what are the, what what's are the downside? The, what are the downsides? I'll tell you the downside. So the, the risks, organ swelling, because you have a worm inside your intestines, anaphylaxis, because you're having an allergic reaction to a worm that's inside of you. Uh, infections, appendicitis, damaged vision, meningitis, epilepsy, dementia. As we know, there's a good gut-brain connection. Mm -hmm. It probably messes everything up. Um, or even death. So, like, you could die with a worm inside of you if you do this. Now, like, you will lose weight. I guarantee. I, you're probably not going to out-eat the worm. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, like, don't eat a tapeworm because it does work. But, like, is it... Is it worth it? You know? Yep. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that one, I mean, I guess you we, that one's hard to reproduce. Yeah. I mean, in common times, uh, I don't think many people, most people we've learned, we've learned from that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, like, the only one that would be even remotely close to that, do you remember, I'm sure it's still out there, the, the supplement that, like, made you not process fat? You just, like, it just came straight out the other end. You remember? It's called Ally, Ally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember yeah, yeah. that? I didn't know that's what it actually did. Yeah. So your so it, like would like somehow make you not digest. Yeah, lipids. it like bound to lipids somehow, mm -hmm. so that you didn't digest them, yeah. and you just pooped them out. There's another one too that like does something with your hung, maybe your hunger or your mass something to where you're just never hung hungry. Yeah, I think there's another one of those. But the biggest uh, side effect of the one I was talking about was. Uh, random anal leakage stuff just <laughs> just come out and I don't think that's a, a comes, side effect I want to live with it comes with diapers yeah it should but that's the only one that even comes close to to the mm. tapeworm I think what if that's what Kim Kardashian has did and she has a big old diaper she's got a on. diaper yeah that's where it came from that's what it's been the whole time <laughs> <laughs> big old diaper butt. oh man this next one alright so <laughs> The uh, 1929, the reach for a lucky diet. And if you're not familiar, a lucky, lucky brand cigarettes, right? And you would, which some people, I mean, and it does, nicotine 
does have a bit appetite suppressant, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah, the diet was smoke our cigarettes, and you won't miss sweets that make you fat. Yeah, <laughs> look, look how much advertising's changed in the, the way you can say stuff. Yeah, because you can't say that anymore. They literally had a campaign that said "Reach for a Lucky instead of a sweet," and light a lucky, and you'll never miss sweets that make you fat. It's a. It's no wonder. That so many people used to smoke and, and it, still do, but my God, yeah, and it was very successful campaign <laughs> for them. So that one, <laughs> I mean, for being honest, like it might actually work because like mm-hmm. nicotine does suppress your appetite, and but then you have to see. So this is where it also starts to creep in with not having a true understanding, you know, like like. So say someone, yeah, does want to, you know, lose excess body fat and, but then like food becomes the bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we overlook the importance of food and how we, it's about balance, right? So if it's like, well, we'll do these other things and not eat that maybe negatively impact us to avoid just not eating. But the reality is you really want to have the mindset of like, I want to, I want to fuel myself, right? And then I want to balance that fuel with with the intake I need. It's I mean it's a little too simple, but it's still a pretty good analogy. You know, with a car, you know you can't just overfill your tank; it's going to overflow. But you still need gas. You can't. And now I know some like <laughs> and Tesla fan out there is like, no, you don't get need a gas. battery. So same thing. But you eventually your battery is full, right? And you still need electricity. And you still got to charge your battery. Yeah. So it you you have to shift your mindset to just like food is bad. I have to avoid it's it's all it's the enemy to what are things to help support a proper intake what what are when i say things what are foods that so help support a proper intake for me that i don't avoid overeating things like that um you don't want to create this mindset of like how do i not eat yeah. at all which is just a real bad relationship yeah. with food and, and to where all food is the enemy right yeah this next one is basically that it's the, uh, in 1976, the Sleeping Beauty Diet. And you could probably guess what this is. People were just voluntarily sedated so that they di- didn't eat for a couple of days. Which, again, avoiding just eating food in mm-hmm. general and being sedated because they didn't have the control to not eat. You know, So again, really digging this hole of a terrible relationship with food. Um, which, like, being sedated is... <laughs> inherently risky too Mm -hmm. um depending on you know what you use so that's one big risk and if you know people are doing it on their own not everybody was doing it with a medical professional so like then what if you overdose then you die you know your heart stopped it just the risks really outweigh the benefits and you could just fast if you want to not eat like you could just be awake and not eat food Mm -hmm. and that would actually in some cases, like help your relationship with food and understanding hunger, um, but knocking yourself out's not the way to go. Yep. So, and then you know and that's kind of a history from you know over over some years, and yeah, you see the common th- themes of the extreme nature of these things, and even now and in more recent history, there's just tons of different diets, right? Yeah, they and just they, never stop, and they're all very. It'll be like. What was I mean, there was one that was like the cookie diet or yeah. something, right? You or just eat like, these high fiber cookies uh, all day. They've even done the clinical in a clinical setting, the rice diet. And um what were some other ones we saw? 
There's a, like a, oh, the grapefruit juice. Style. Yeah, that's one that dude still kind of floats around every once in a while. And yeah, these things will work initially because think about it: if you're only eating one thing, you typically means you're eating. Well, you're eliminating everything else you were eating, and if you end up eating less overall in the short term, it will lead to some weight loss, right? But again, when you're just eating one food that is nutritionally incomplete, you're, it's going to lead to some problems, right? It's not going to be sustainable. You're going to have cravings, not because you're a bad person or wrong, but because your body's trying to get the nutrition it needs, right? Mm. So you see the fad diets diets in general are rooted in all or nothing extreme very limiting for the most part so very reductionist and like what you can eat and again what that does is some people of minority people may find they enjoy it they happen to fall in line with 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 that approach so we even you know less extreme obviously than one food but you have um like stuff like carnivore diet vegan diet Low carb diet, low fat diet, and they're eliminating entire food groups, right? Now, it's not as bad as eliminating everything, but some people will find it just fine, right? And yeah, they're happy. They're able to get, like, thrive on a vegan diet. They enjoy the foods. They're able to get the nutrition they need. They like putting in the extra work to, to make sure they're getting the combination of nutrition um, or someone on a keto diet they don't miss carbs they feel fine their energy levels yeah, are good that, that can work just they perfectly en they enjoy their meals so and then it leads to success and sustainable success that's awesome that method was working for them but the problem comes when then someone else is like oh well, i gotta do that they had success and you get into it and you're like this is awful. I miss such and such. I can't keep this up, but I got to keep trying harder, harder, harder. Because you think that that's the way. When the reality is like, no, you just need to find just find the underlying principles and make an approach that works for you. Yeah. Right? So again, the underlying principles are most people just need food awareness. Yeah. Right? You need some kind of accountability to your intake, right? And finding an appropriate intake that helps you maintain a healthy weight. Um, and it's really just working at it. Yeah, that's that's all. And yeah, you have to work and, yeah. and most not of trying these, to take a shortcut. Most of these fad diets, yeah, are shortcuts. They are easy because they give you a very strict list of rules, so there's less effort you have to put in because it's just like follow these rules. Yeah, just eat cabbage and drink your own pee. Yeah, but then it's not <laughs> it's not going to be sustainable. What if you end up you don't have any friends that have a, that eat a lot of cabbage? Yeah, then you're out of you're out of luck. You're out of pee. Yeah, right? <laughs> you're out of urine. So oh, take man. the time, even though it's longer, to take smaller steps and create your own diet. Yeah, the more drastic the the immediate change when you maybe try a new diet or way of eating probably the worst it's going to be, you know? So just judge it at face value, take a step, well, take a step back and, you know, ask yourself, is this too ridiculous? Yeah. And some current ones. Oh, yeah, let's, there's one I do want to touch on. We have one that we get a lot about lately is the blood type diet. <sighs> Man, people have been asking about this for years. You're... Really, that what it says is that, like, you depending on your blood type, you have 
like certain foods will fit better for you or your body metabolizes them better. Well, it's even more, it's like if you're type O, you're, you're probably a hunter. Oh God. I didn't so, know it was that deep. I feel so like I read the yeah, book years so ago. So you do better with like meat. And then, you know, each one kind of has its own, its own thing. And the reality is our blood has little to do with like food digestion and metabolism. Yeah. It's just, and again, what it's saying, the stuff that normally contradicts is, is, is if you have, okay, if, if it was such a strong correlation, how do people then who say don't have a type O blood type, but eat majority, maybe meat is a big part of their diet and they successfully, um, manage their weight and have good health markers. How is that possible? Yeah. It's, you know? it's just ridiculous because it like people all around the world have, you know, eaten in specific ways to their region and they were fine and they thrived and they were good. So just, it's a little bit ridiculous to think that that would have any impact. Yeah. And the real thing about people are we can manage on, on a vast array of food. Yeah. Right? We're very ad adaptive based on, yeah, our environment, you know, and the reality is our environments before were quite scarce. And if it was winter and cold, you would probably eat a lot of animals. And yeah. You nothing in grows. A tropical environment, you probably ate a lot of plants. Right. And that, it's a, that's a, that's a very wide range. Yeah. And then the reality is now, if you live in a country like the United States, you have a abundant you can eat anything food supply. And we typically eat a bunch of junk food that's easy to overconsume. And that, and yeah, and that's our environment. And now we're seeing negatives to that. Oh yeah. Big time. You so we, now we have to battle it with tools. To yeah. Help, to help us, you know, be aware of, of that overconsumption. Yeah. Things that people don't think we should have to yeah. do. Well, look at the environment. Yeah. Because <laughs> before nature would intervene. Well, yeah, you have to do a whole lot of work to right. get your food. Yeah. Or if there's an abundant time, there was typically going to be a time where there wasn't abundance built in. You didn't have a choice. Yes. Yeah, so you're not you just, know? just drowning in, yeah. you know, berries and yeah. fish all the time you get a woolly mammoth but then you're and you finish and you're full but you know that there's a box of oreos in your cave <laughs> and you got it oh i had no willpower steve go eat those oh. oreos baby <laughs> it just didn't exist no, right you would have sat there. there if you were hungry and been like well i gotta go find more i better go yeah i better go do some work what would you have to do you had to walk around you had to carry stuff you had to think about it maybe it took two days yeah planning to do it just now what do you do Thought you just go to the store and get some Oreos. Yeah. Takes one minute to go there. And you can eat the whole box and then be like, I want more. Damn, I'm hungry. And go again. Nah. That's the problem. You know another one? This one just is kind of funny. Because it's the egg and wine diet. Which was, if anybody's never heard of this, it was published in Vogue in, like, what, the 60s? Mm-hmm. Um... And oh yeah, we showed this to one of our clients who loves wine. Yeah, and it was basically for it's, it's not the worst. It's not. It's really not. It's for breakfast and lunch. You have eggs and wine, and then dinner is steak, and then basically you have a bottle of wine across your whole day. Some for breakfast, some for lunch, the rest for dinner, and then you have eggs, eggs, and then steak. Yeah. So you're getting protein, and you're getting some fat. Complete protein from the eggs and steak. You get a lot of nutrition um, that's hard to get elsewhere. You get mm -hmm. it from those foods. 
Uh, you're getting your polyphenols from mm. your, your wine, your plant, <laughs> your plant compounds. Um, it, it could and, be and, worse. And then obviously the calorie count on that is is going to be like I don't know a thousand, yeah, hundred. Probably. So yeah, so so if you did it now over time, are you missing some things? You know, is yeah, it like, is a it, bottle of 50, wine a day a good idea? Fifty yeah, percent of your calories coming from alcohol, which is a toxin, um, probably has definitely has negative. Yeah. Uh, out, you know, there, there's not a lot of positive being attached to that. Nah. But yeah, still better than drinking your own pee and eating cabbage. So mm-hmm. you know, that's a that's a good one. There's a lot of them. I got a lot of them here. I'm gonna have to go through all of them. See if there's any good ones. I mean, there's the the fruitarian diet that I actually have seen a lot on the gram lately. Thirty bananas. Yeah, it's like an insane. Like really, all you eat is fruit for the most part, and then like probably a very small, you know, percentage of like vegetables and maybe a few added fats. But like eighty percent of your calories is from fruit, which your protein is going to be insanely low. So. You know, in my educated opinion, it's not the not the best because you're missing out on an entire macronutrient that we need, mm-hmm. and it's not even a fruit isn't a very like it's not a complete protein if there is any in there at all. Um, so, not the best to eat only fruit. That would probably make Gary Tops trip out, man. Just fruit, all, all that insulin, all that insulin. <laughs> what what exactly is the South Beach diet? I thought it was just like a low-carb diet. Why did you get into that? It's a balance of complex carbs, lean protein, and healthy fats. So it's pretty sensible. So it's like a moderate diet. Anything... They just do that South Beach name? Yeah, to make it so seem... think of like bikinis? Mm-hmm. Is the picture like a couple in their 40s in bathing suits walking on the beach? Because that's what I think of when I think South Beach diet... Then they came out with other diet products. That's the other thing, too. There's always going to be supplements and products associated with fad diets for the most part. Let's see what else, man. I mean, there's a lot of forms of it. Yeah. Juice, so, I mean, it's juice solid. fasting. The Southeast I mean, diet is kind of similar to like a Whole30, where it's, it's the foundation and intention as well is good, but then they start really like eliminating lots of things and kind of make them seem like they're completely off limits. Yeah. And you develop eating disorders, right? Mm-hmm. Feel like you can't have certain things or then you end up in binge cycles when you're off your South Beach diet. Um, so hey. yeah, those are the things you want to watch out for. You ready for this one? I think I could, I could do this. This was in the 20s, man. The lamb chop and pineapple diet. Oof. You're actually getting everything you need, although it is very limiting. Um, you could, I mean, lamb is typically like, you know, a little bit of a fattier meat. Mm -hmm. And so you're getting your protein, you're getting your fat, you're getting all of the micronutrients that are in red meat. And then you got pineapples for your fiber and your carbs and, you know, all of the micros that come in fruits. Mm -hmm. So breakfast, lunch, dinner, daddy. I mean, that you could do way worse than that. And it's funny because it's like. You listen to like Paul Saladino now. Mm-hmm. There's people who are like just eat from this limited selection of foods, and it's, there's people that are just like it seems so cutting edge. Mm-hmm. And then you look and you and what what was this? 1920s. Yeah, there's lamb a, there's a lamb chop and pineapple diet. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing's new. Nothing is new. Yeah. So so the cons to this is it ultimately 
lacks variation. Yeah. Right. Um, and the reality is, you you could expand that out and have well let's let's have lamb chop or steak or chicken or fish. Yeah. Um, let's have papaya or bananas, bananas or berries or apples. And you, you can actually then have a lot to rotate. Yeah, then your variety is huge, but it's the same basic premise. Mm -hmm. And a lot easier to maintain. Like, what if you can't get lamb? Do you just not eat? you got to have something else. So that's the hard part with limiting stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try. I'm going to do this for 30 days. I'm going to yeah. be a new man when I'm done. I mean, it's funny you say that because I've been on a pineapple kick lately. Have you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw you. You, you had it the other day. Well, that's the thing. That's So that's what I'll do, right? I actually don't mind like a limited you'll go hard and then switch but i'll kind of rotate so i may like if my breakfast is yeah typically meat or fruit meat and fruit for a while i'll be on the kick where it's like cherries yeah you did cherries for a while yeah, I feel for like. like two three weeks and then i'll just uh i'm feeling pineapple right and it's funny because people will think it's limited but then when you step back and then it's almost like oh i rotate through yeah how many different eat fruit over the year? year and it's it's plenty of variation so yeah. You don't have to have all your variation in one day, right? No. And when you think about it, it, our variation was probably way more seasonal, right? Yeah. And because, yeah, we didn't have supermarkets. Yeah, things right? only grew at a certain time yeah. of the year, if so you, you would eat whatever that is. Yeah, if you lived in, you know, the mountains in Virginia, you're not getting pineapple. No. Right? You're getting apples. Yeah, you get apples. When they're available. So um, a lot of people kind of have this, like, oh, I need to have, like, 12 different oh the rainbow we are yeah, yeah we answered the know, question on that a while things ago. every single day and it's just yeah i mean if but you want to go for you it. can don't stress yourself out yeah. over it. it's overblown it's not like gonna make or break your life to do that mm -hmm. so look at this man neat i don't even know who this is nita nailedy so this is the lamb chop and pineapple yeah coffee. i see her on here she her breakfast was a cup of black coffee it's so funny because like so many people hype this up as like cutting like oh intermittent fast and it's like dude they're doing it in 1920 <laughs> right they're so, doing intermittent fasting for a long time her, her breakfast was a cup of black coffee so she fasted yep lunch was one broiled lamb chop with pineapple and then dinner was two lamb chops with two slices of pineapple right so um, very like paleo ish with intermittent fasting yeah oh my and that, that's actually pretty low calorie and she was an actress that's what it was okay she was an actress have you seen look up um marilyn monroe's diet it's funny because you see how different um we ate back then all right let's see and she was always got? considered you know like healthy and you know marilyn monroe-ish her breakfast was two raw eggs poured into a glass of warm milk Dinner, she would have steak, liver, or lamb chops, which she would cook herself using an electric oven, and raw carrots on the side. And then she would have ice cream as a treat. Mm -hmm. I don't even see like a, a lunch, so I think she had breakfast and dinner with a long yeah. fast in between. Yep, and she ate um, meat and dairy and veggies. Yeah, and, and organs. And had a little treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little treat. A little ice cream. Ooh. You know what? I feel like this is some weird shit you would do, but when it's hot, the the milk, she would break two raw eggs in there and then whip them mm. with a fork. It's like the beginnings of ice cream. Yeah, exactly. And then she would she would drink that. And then it's a little more detail. So, da, 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 four or five raw carrots with her meat. 
Yeah, that's it. So she was having meat, dairy. Veggies. Veggies. And that's it. Simple. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's one thing. I mean, my per- we talk about personalize your diet, your approach. Um, yeah, some people you may find you do better with a more narrow selection, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You, you can, you find foods you appreciate more. And it's just easy if you do that. And, and it's a little easier, right? Some people, yeah, like we said, if you want to have 12 different, uh, fruits and veggies in, in a day, you like, can go for it. Cause some people do enjoy that and yeah. they like the, you know, have mixing and matching and creating and that's cool, but it's not necessary. Yeah. So there you go. There's uh, some history on fad diets. And like we said, be leery when people attach themselves to specific methods saying this is the only way. And you see that's kind of how fad diets got started and still stay strong today. And they typically end up being quick fixes that don't work long term. Mm-hmm. So you need to pass up on the, the what feels like an easy quick fix and do kind of do the work. Do the work. Look at your, hey, what are my obstacles and roadblocks with my food environments and lifestyle? And, and yeah, start working on methods that you find you are able to actually execute consistently. Yeah. And if anything involves drinking your pee, just skip it. Yeah. It's never, it's never a good option. Yeah. That, that's, if you find, there's a whole, there's a whole thing about drinking your own pee. I know. If you get deep enough on like Instagram, you'll find it. But I've been there and it's just not drinking my own pee. I've seen (laughs) it on Instagram. Uh, and it's just weird, man. So don't do that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, go with pork, pork chops and pineapple over, over cabbage and urine. Yep. Any day. Not even the urine has to be from someone who, also has a high cabbage. No, that's what it is. It, it was is. like somebody else eating a lot of cabbage, you drank their pee. Mm. This dude must have <laughs> just loved that, like, sulfury. He, it, yeah, I'm telling you. He, was, he probably taste. had, bro, he was part of Big Cabbage, and he was mm. making bucks yeah. off of this diet. That's what it is. A big field of cabbage. Yeah. I don't know. Let us know. Let us know if you which one of the crazy diets you, you'd be all right with. Or, like, one that you've tried in the <laughs> past, you know, if you tried some wild stuff and you were like, that's not for me. Let us know. It would just be interesting to, to hear. Yep, yep. All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed that. We'll be back next week. Appreciate you for listening. See you. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at CoastalFitnessVA.com or GaryDeagle.com. We'll see you next time.